Richie Trapp. Welcome to the Vibe Squad Podcast. And this is the chicken game. <laughs> the goal of this game is I'm going to keep putting this hammer as close to my balls as possible and hope I don't hit it. Oh! Got himself right in the cock playing the chicken game. Oh! God damn it! Tanner, I hate to say it, but now if you have a kid, he's going to be into manga. No! <laughs> oh! So oh. is the podcast oh. over? No, because of this. That was uh, planned. That was planned. Uh, t- Tim, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Tim M. Sullivan, and this is Unchien Andalo. Oh, God. <laughs> Austin, go. Hi, I'm Sweaty Balls, and I'm here to party. And we have a very special guest joining the Three Timers Club. Ooh. Hey, guys, it's Andy Compton. I have no life. I, I just keep coming back. Your first non-Tim podcast. I hope that <laughs> opening lets you know what you're in for. Yeah, I don't know what to expect now. <laughs> You know, that's only like maybe the fourth or fifth time I've hurt myself in an opening. So if you couldn't tell by the fact I just hit myself in the nuts, uh, today we're talking about the newest entry in the Jackass franchise, Jackass Forever. Woo! We were originally going to do this as a bonus podcast back in October because this came out the Friday that Austin deemed. What Friday was that, Austin? The Impossible Friday. Uh, but now that it got delayed to February because Universal or Paramount or whoever the fuck made this hates me, we're doing it as a real podcast. But before we get into our thoughts on the movie overall, I just kind of want to know, Jackass is a franchise that's existed for like, what, 20 years now since 22. the turn of the century? One of the most 2000s things ever, kind of defined that first five years of the century. But what kind of history do we have with the Jackass franchise, number one? And just as an admittum, a little bonus to that, what expectations did you have going into the newest entry? We're going to start with Mr. Tim M. Uh, Sullivan. As I mentioned on the last two podcasts, I did not have cable growing up as a child. What? Cite your source. Can you cite your source on that? I don't buy uh, it. I'll, I'll, I'll call. I'll call my parents <clears throat> and get them on the podcast. But yeah, I, I didn't have cable until 2007. So my first time hearing about Jackass was actually when. Like, my mom had Oprah on, and Oprah was talking about all the kids who were imitating the stunts and getting hurt. So that was, like, my first time hearing about the show. And then, like, at some point, uh, I would be, like, at my friend's houses for sleepovers, and uh, we'd put on Jackass reruns on MTV2, and, like, thought that was funny. Just guys doing dumb stuff. And uh, at some point, Comedy Central started playing the Jackass movie on the Comedy Central Secret Stash, which, as I mentioned on the Bad Santa podcast, that was a little programming block they had after midnight where they would play movies uncensored with commercials for Girls Gone Wild. What a time. (laughs) And then uh, my friend rented number two when that came out on DVD. I really enjoyed that. Uh, Just watching that with my buddies. I saw the third one in the theater when it came out in 3D. I, I did get to see it in its in all of its 3D glory. Nice. And like I really I, I really enjoyed watching that one. I really enjoyed all the phantom camera stuff that they did in that. They would like really take advantage of that slow motion. You, you see like every little nanosecond of every like little impact of like the rocky bits. I always thought that those were really funny. Like that intro sequence is really fun. So yeah, that's kind of like my history of getting into it my expectations going into this were oh god i hope they don't 
die when they yeah. do this. These guys are old. I just want them to be safe. That's that's about it. You know, it's funny you say Jagger's one is the bottom because it was their first time trying to do a big thing. I think that might be the first ever movie that was theatrically released at 360p resolution. Like <laughs> I, I tried watching yeah. it on Paramount Plus the other day and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think they shot that on tape. I don't exactly need an area Alexa to shoot that. But also, mm-hmm. man, it does. It just does look road res. <laughs> Austin, you seem like the type of guy that would try to look up to Bam Margera as an idol. Uh, what is your history? <laughs> history of the Jackass <laughs> franchise and uh, expectations going into this new one. When I was younger, one of my best friends had this older brother and he tried to show me Jackass and CKY on like their home computer. But this was also the guy who like showed me the Where's Waldo prank on E-Bombs World where the scary face pops up. <laughs> so every time that guy tried to show me something, I figured it was just from the bowels of hell. Uh, and there were like skateboarder mm-hmm. kids at my school who just beat the shit out of each other at the lunch table and they like Jackass. So this was absolutely not my thing. I was I was not into it. I couldn't I couldn't fucking skateboard and I wasn't that tough. Uh, but as, when I got older, I saw like Bad Grandpa and Bad Trip, uh, you know, as, as an adult. And I, I liked Bad Grandpa because it was Little Miss Sunshine on ketamine. I was shocked seeing reviews for this movie being really, really good. My, my way of going into it was I figured it might be like the Eric Andre show because I do watch and love that. And like Eric Andre's in it. There's a bear out of nowhere. Like maybe it's going to be awesome. I hosted a watch party for the finale of Breaking Bad for all my friends, but I hadn't seen a single episode of Breaking Bad. That's how I feel about this. I'm just walking in the moment it gets good reviews and everybody says it's cool. So, uh, yeah. Let's see what it was building towards. Back to you, Tanner. That's a fucking sketch right there. A guy having a Breaking Bad finale party who's never seen it. It's like, oh my god, guys, don't we love this show so much? All the seasons previous to this moment were so good. Just like trying to lie his way through that party. Yeah. Andy, uh, you, I think, are old enough to be in the right age demographic when Jackass was big, right? Yes, thank you so much. I'm old. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't care. Uh, I'm only 33. However, yeah, uh, it was prime time for me. And uh, yeah, I was like the shitty skater kid that you described. That's who I hung out with. And I loved CKY. Like I had the DVDs at home and shit. And I really looked up to them. Like I would do bits like those guys did because I was just that kid in middle school who really wanted people to pay attention to him. So I'd like run down the hall in front of like a group of girls and like trip myself and slam down and just get up like what'd you do and just run away or like one time I faked a seizure in class because my friend and me thought it would be funny and I don't know why in my mind I thought this was going to be a small bit that would just blow over but we were all quietly writing on paper and I was like this is something BAM would do so I just all of a sudden like ripped my pen through my paper and hit the floor and just started like fake convulsing which I I now realize is the worst joke ever. And I'm just like violently shaking. I'm, I'm only 13 and I'm violently shaking on the ground and then I re- we had a substitute teacher which I think was part of the reason I had the balls to do this. It was like part of the reason that I did it and uh, whenever I like fi- open my eyes after like doing this for like 10-12 seconds I just saw the fear in this woman's eyes. As she was like hovering over me and then like before I I was like, I think I'm fine now and like just started getting back in my chair. I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. 
and just like trying to play it off being like oh no I took this too far and then bam a fucking wheelchair the nurse in the doorway with a wheelchair and I'm like I'm good and they're like no you literally you have to come with us like we have to check you out and I did and I fessed up to it that I was lying and I remember that day that was like shortly before my parents split up and uh, my dad left so my dad was the one who came and got me from school because they made me go home and uh, they suspended me. And I remember him just being like, what is wrong with you? Like, what, what are you, you know what I mean? Like, that's not normal to do something. like. And I was like, uh, CKY, I don't know. And then like, we were like, me and my buddies, we skated. So we had like camcorders. So we would like get on like a roof at this pool in my old neighborhood. And we would like jump off it into bushes and like, you know, just all the typical shit you would see on CKY. I never did shopping carts because I was too scared. I always thought the handle was going to come up and hit me in the back of the head. So I never did that. But yeah, I did some fucking crazy shit from being like just worshiping those guys. You know, like I loved I loved everything they were doing. I still to this day like the band CKY, only their first two albums. I really don't like the later shit. And then like Jackass just built on that. Yeah, I was I was very heavily influenced by that. I almost wish I didn't tell that story. <laughs> but uh, I mean, again, I was a teenager and I was just trying to make my friends laugh. Just, 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 just in reference to that uh, story, I want to say, hi, I'm Andy Compton and this is Hereditary. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah, I, I fucking loved everything about Jackass. Yeah. Uh, I love that there was a lot of skaters in the crew. I love the idea of just stirring shit up and fucking with people one of the oldest little mini dv tapes that i still have to this day is the first day i got a camera when i was in like seventh grade and we went to Coles up the street from me me and some friends and i just like stood with the mannequins as adults shopping would walk by I'd just be like Dah. Uh, were you excited for the new one, Andy? Yes, I was very much so. And uh, I my expectations going in was I have none. I just hope it's entertaining. I still like those guys. In fact, it's weird that as I get older, you know, they got older. I've gotten older. Time, it moves. And time moves on and I'm not the rambunctious kid that I used to be. However, I'm still like a shithead. Like, I don't think I'll ever fully lose that part of me, but um, I'm not as obnoxious. And, you know, following like Steve-O's journey, you know, like he's been sober like 10 years, 11 years. I got sober four years ago. So that's been thank you. That's been really cool to see, you know, to follow that journey as well. And it's it's weird how I'm like, man, Steve-O was my idol when he was a complete psychopath and drug addict. And I was a psychopath and drug addict. And now he's like sober and he's my idol still, you know, like in a different light. And it's just kind of kind of a beautiful thing. But I still love Knoxville. I love all those guys. It's really sad what happened with Bam. I'm sure we're going to talk about that at some point. But yeah, uh, my expectations were zero and I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was amazing. I will say, I think it's crazy that critics are giving this a good review. Like, I just figured that would never happen, even if I love the movie. And it's like, that's weird. But we live in a uh, Twilight world. Yeah, I think they just kind of know the brand of Jackass now. So they They know what like 
what criteria to base it off. Anyway, that's that's my answer. So my history of the Jackass franchise is so uh, when I was a kid, I played a game called Tony Hawk's Underground 2. Uh, Thug 2, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Thug 2, baby. So that was kind of my introduction to Jackass as a concept, because to put it in perspective, Andy says he's 33. I'm 23. I'm 10 years younger than Andy. Good old decade. Yeah. Damn. I was born in Zoomer on the call. <laughs> <laughs> the world's going to burn. Uh, and as a kid, I thought it was really funny. I was like, I, I loved playing as Steve-O in the one level because he's riding a mechanical bull. And I'm like, I don't know what a Steve-O is, but this bull's awesome. And there's this fat guy in tidy whities And I'm like, I don't know who he is. What the hell is a Phil Margera? I don't know. It's probably butter substitute. But I'm really uh, liking, <laughs> really liking this guy. There's just these general antics amongst the skateboarding nonsense was really appealing to me. So I looked into it and I discovered, oh, bam, he's on this show called Jackass. So I went to my mom at the age of eight <laughs> and I said, mom, can, can, can I watch Jackass and the horror that I saw in her eyes at the question I asked her, I will never forget. She said, who told you about that? (laughs) Oh my God. Who told you about that? (laughs) She was not having it. She uh, was horrified and said, you're not allowed to watch that ever. Forget about it. And I went, okay. So I did. Mm -hmm. Fast forward five years later, I'm 14. My parents allow me to watch R-rated movies now, so I go out of my way to find the Jackass movies. And I fall in love with them pretty much instantly. And I'm going to get into this when I talk about my thoughts on the movie, but in brief, it's not just the fact that these assholes keep hitting themselves in the balls. It's the fact that these assholes really love each other. Mm-hmm. It's that yeah. friendship aspect to it that's really appealing, and that's why I think a lot of the imitators don't work, because they just think, oh, we'll get a bunch of random extreme stunt people, but they yeah. don't have any fucking chemistry. That's why all the knockoffs never work yeah it's the friendship that's just as important as the insane stunts that's a great point and and, you know there's some value to getting there first which they kind of did they broke into that market they were making youtube videos on mtv essentially five years before youtube ever became a thing as far as expectations into this one uh i can't even hide austin tim i wouldn't shut the fuck up about this wouldn't i you gave it a five-star review and posted it in every dm thread that bomb squad has I was very excited after watching it and I was excited going in. I wouldn't shut up about it, which, yeah, watching the movie in a theater on a big screen. It's really great. It was my first time watching a Jackass movie on the big screen. I saw Jackass one in the theater, me, my friend and his like 70 year old grandma. Damn, wait, what? That's how I saw Jackass one. Did yeah, she like she it? Was- she was like a cool grandma and she like, I think she pretended to like it, but I think oh. even for her, I think she was like, all right, I think I'm a cool grandma, but that was fucked up. Like that was actually <laughs> that is insane. not okay. And it's true. It's like, it's not even a movie. She thinks she's going to a movie theater to see a movie. I'm sure. And it's like, no, this is a collection of video clips of dudes doing horrible things. Tim, Tim, I know you've been raring to go here. So I gave you your own little section of the podcast here. Theater experiences. Uh, the people are saying that you had maybe the worst theater experience ever watching this movie. Yes, uh, I'll try to keep this uh, brief and uh, also uh, restrain myself because I would like to remain employable. Huh. So let me let me start the story by saying I, I'm not the fun police. I, I enjoy a good theatrical experience with a rowdy crowd. I have been to not one but two uh, midnight screenings of The Room, one of which was with Tommy Wiseau. I was there. 
So I've been to that. I did see Jackass 3 in the theater, and that was a really fun experience because uh, we had all the people uh, boosting the emotions by laughing at the funny parts and cringing at the hard-to-watch parts. Uh, Mm -hmm. That adds to the experience. But there is a line, and I was in a theater with people who crossed that line. So I'm sitting down uh, waiting for the movie to start, and uh, some guy walks across, and uh, he, he says the words... I apologize in advance. You didn't tell me this part. Oh, no. I don't know what that means. I just assume they're going to be like getting up and down, like getting. I don't know what he means by that. So then uh, his friends come in and they're already loud and annoying. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Surely after the trailers are over, they will uh, be quiet. Nope. And it was it was like not even just like the reactions to the scenes. It was like just saying obnoxious, drunken ass shit. Like the part that I was most excited for was the scene where Aaron is strapped down to the chair and they pour Mm -hmm. honey and salmon over him and the bear comes in. The thing they had at the end of the trailers. I was really excited for that the whole fucking time. uh, One of these dudes just going bears. Oh, no, bears, bears. Like, are you fucking serious? Shut up. Shut the fuck up. That almost <laughs> sounded like a BAM impression. <laughs> and, like, and people were telling him, shut bam. the fuck up. People were telling him, shut the fuck up. They would not do it. Uh, the worst, though, was uh, the scene where the woman, Rachel, has uh, a scorpion on her face. And they're just making this. all these gross-ass sexual comments. Like, yeah, I'd come on her face. Oh, she's so fucking hot. Like, are you serious? This this is... Don't don't, don't ever come to a fucking theater again. Don't, yeah. don't do it. Fuck you. Who, uh, to, who has the goddamn audacity to say that in public? Sounds like a cool... Cool group of dudes right there. That's that's yeah. a cool group cool, of guys. Cool, cool group of college dropouts. Uh, so, <laughs> so to mean? conclude this story, to the man who apologized in advance, fuck mm-hmm. you, fuck yeah. your apology, and fuck your friends. <laughs> Never come to Ronnie's again. Fuck you. <laughs> that entire thing is insane. I can't. Yeah. You didn't tell me that he fucking apologized. He knew. He knew. They he knew. And they let it happen. Two kids. They knew. And they let it happen. Two kids. Well, Tim, that was a riveting story. Uh, sorry that That's happened crazy, to you. too, to be like, you paid $13 or whatever for a ticket for tonight. I'm sorry in advance that, like, you can just throw that money out the window. I'm ruining this night for you. Like, that's just fucking crazy. Well, the fact that he apologized in advance makes me think his friends are the problem. Yeah, no, like, after after the movie, um, they they were like, yeah, sorry, I ruined it again after Dune. Uh, So this is a regular thing. What the fuck did they say during Dune? The sandworm shows up. Yeah, I'd come on its face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> think it looks let's, like a dick. Let's let's, let's move on. Uh, Tim, yeah. did you like the movie though? Well, we're gonna get into that. Well, I'm asking you, get into that. We'll get into that when we get to the next question. Yeah, we're at the next question, Tim. What did you think of the movie? <laughs> movie good. <laughs> We love Tim. Uh, poster. Uh, yeah, I guess I would, uh, as far as my ranking goes, I would probably put it between uh, three and one. Like, I, I did enjoy it. Um, I don't think it, like, hit the same, like, beats for me that three did. I don't know why. Those ending credits, I think, were, like, they hit that emotional beat that uh, mm-hmm. like the, the finale thing is supposed to do. 
which yeah. I didn't quite get from this one to like the very end stinger with the Ryan Dunn message. Uh, that, that was a nice little final farewell send off. I think I thought that was nice. Yeah, th- it was overall a very fun movie. I enjoyed the stunts and like I, I enjoyed the energy that the new guys brought. I did think that it was a very good approach to have them. It, it, they, they brought the old guys back, but they, they had the smarts to know like we need to give this to a new generation so like if they if they make any more like i i I just don't want these guys to like kill themselves at this point they're pushing 50 uh Mm -hmm. at a certain point you just need to stop i missed april and phil but i i do understand like the reason why they had to take bam off it i did miss them i also kind of think like you know at this point, they're probably done with uh, their son just bringing shit into their house uh, for the movies. So yeah. I'm like, you know what? Understandable. Have a great day. <laughs> that I think is going to wrap up my thoughts uh, until the next question. All right. Well, in that case, I'm going uh, to put our guest on his toes. Andy, what do you think of the movie? Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, I think that, you know, with comparing it to the other ones, which is, of course, perfectly valid. It is a jackass movie. I think like you got to kind of like say that with an asterisk, knowing that it is a it's a way different vibe with like the new cast and the blending of the old veterans kind of like putting passing the torch, so to speak. So it's it's kind of different in that sense. However, um, I hadn't even watched a jackass movie since like the mid 2000s or something. I don't even know if I've seen 3D like I couldn't even tell you. However, I I had a blast with this because it was. The fun, cringy hijinks mixed with like the less painful. Well, it's always kind of painful, but like, uh, you know, some of them, some more than others, you know, like the human ramp isn't as bad as like the bees on Steve-O's dick. You know what I mean? That was early. That stuff was early. I'll tell you what, that's probably like, I mean, some horrific shit happened in that movie, but that's got to be up there for me as maybe number one. Because I don't even want to get stung by a bee once anywhere on my body. Let alone on the crotch. Dude, and like, you just know he was getting stung in like the taint and on his dick and just everywhere. Dude, I would be so uncomfortable. Quick sidetrack, is this the first movie with a taint cam? I don't know. I think think this is a Hollywood first taint cam. (laughs) It might be. And seeing that on the big screen was beautiful. I saw (laughs) a lot of gray ball hair in this movie. That was nice. Uh, I know Steve-O more than ever before. Yeah. Anyway, it was a perfect mix, I think, of like things that had me like actually like cringing out of my seat. Like, oh, my God. And things that I'm just laughing my fucking ass off at. The ending, like, so when you were comparing the credits scene to... Was it three, Tim, that you were talking about? So I don't know if I've seen that. So this was brand new to me, seeing this like really wholesome tie it all together with the past and the present. And uh, I thought that was really, really beautifully done. Um, Almost brought a tear to my eye, to be honest, because it's like I was 12 or 13 when I got into Jackass. And now I'm 33. It's been 20 years. And, uh, you know, it almost made me think about my own life and, you know, how, again, like to be corny, like time just keeps pressing on. And it's like, God, even the jackass guys are getting old. Like, what is happening? But, um, yeah, I thought that was really beautiful. The Ryan Dunn thing was nice. Um, I didn't know how they were going to approach that because, like, of course, they were all really good friends with Dunn. But, like, in my mind, I always pictured Dunn and Bam as, you know, a, a a package because again, I grew up on CKY and in those videos, those dudes are like literally 16 years old. Like 
before any of the fame, before anything. They're just in a basement in Westchester, Westchester, Pennsylvania. So I didn't know. And I'm sure that's going to be difficult for Bam to see this movie. He probably already has. And, you know, I feel for Bam, too. Like you were saying, you know, you miss that. You miss Bam. You miss April and Phil being in it. Definitely changes things. And even like, you know, a lot of guys from those early jackass things like Brandon Dicamalo doesn't do anything anymore. I don't think uh, I saw the red carpet premiere had like, but a lot of the CKY guys who made appearances on jackass in the early days, but weren't in this movie. I think there's only one CKY guy in the movie. Yeah. At um, one point, Rab himself is there filming when we man is getting the big wedgie. Yeah, I think it's only him. <clears throat> yeah, he doesn't do any stunts. And that's because in Jackass, he had done that skit himself. Rab himself did the wedgie. Anyway, yeah, that, that was really kind of a bummer for me, but not in the way that like everyone's on their IG comments being like, you guys fucking kicked out Bam. It's like, <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, Bam yeah. kicked out Bam. And being someone who has had to get sober in my life and knowing that there's, if not only Steve-O, I'm sure there's a couple more in that entire crew who have cleaned up their act over the years. It's kind of like there's no excuse at this point. And like, I mean, I saw crazy shit like he was what's like, crazy de- is like that- death threats to Jeff Tremaine and stuff like that. Yeah, like, Tremaine had to get a restraining order. Whoa. Yeah. Well, um, the crazy thing is, is that the sober yeah. requirement isn't new. That was a rule on yeah. Jackass 3, too, because Steve-O was clean at that point. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't that stop was, Bam from sneaking alcohol onto the set, which was, is kind of messed up. But That was after yeah. the Demise and Rise doc came out, I remember. And I, I have a lot of sympathy for Bam, too, because he obviously went off the deep end in the aftermath of Dunn's death. And that's that's being a human. You know what I mean? Being a flawed human, none of us are perfect. None of us are, you know, strong all the time. So it's just really, really sad. But I do get fucking annoyed when I see those comments on IG or whatever that are like, you guys fucking did bam dirty. And it's like, it's just, it's dude, they had life, a job it's, to it's do. life. It's hard. It is. It's they messy. had to make a movie and they needed to make sure Steve O was safe. They needed to make sure Steve O was safe. Though, fun fact for you guys. I noticed this. Tim was shocked, apparently, when I, I think, no, Austin was shocked that I noticed because you afterwards you said I didn't see him. Yeah. Bam is in the movie. Mm. I didn't either. Someone pointed that out to me. He's in, he's the second guy on the treadmill in the marching band stunt. You don't see him in the trailer because they cut around him jumping on it, but you can mm-hmm. see him standing around Steve-O when Steve-O's hurt, and you can see he hits the wall about as hard as Johnny did, but <laughs> yeah. he's in the movie, and he's credited in the credits. He's like, I think he's like the 38th out of 40-something, but he's in the movie. I, I was surprised that they kept that in, and I think it's just because the stunt was good. It's like one of two yeah. stunts where someone got knocked out. You got to leave it in there. All right, Austin, what'd you uh, think of the movie? Because we talked about it after you saw it. I think you couldn't stop talking about all the dicks you saw. Yeah, I feel bad. a lot of dicks. I feel bad because, like, my husband, like, we love looking at cock. And then this is like, oh, yeah, this movie has a lot of cock, but it's a betrayal because it's not the kind of cock you want to (laughs) see. This is bad cock. This is bad cock. (laughs) I I miss that they didn't do Sunken Phil's dick. Uh, I made a Facebook post about how this was an art movie, and uh, I I kind of wasn't joking. Like, by the end of it, as I was watching it go on, having never seen a jackass before, I was like, this does have art movie shit in it. Would you guys agree it's kind of an art film? For fuck's sake, Spike Jones is one of the head creative people of the jackass franchise at this point. 
Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. I completely get why they waited to release this in theaters. It pains me as an editor to not have the footage, although I would have to spend the whole week censoring most of what I put in. But like mm-hmm. this deserves to be in theaters as much as like Tenet or Dune did. You need to see this with a crowd. Sorry, Tim. A good crowd. Yeah. The, the only thing like. Yeah. As a newcomer that I didn't enjoy was sort of uh, some of like how permanent the injuries were. Uh, the fucking uh, the pogo stunt. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. yeah. The, Andy yeah. had to delete a tweet because I referenced the pogo stunt. <laughs> 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 I, I, don't, I, I try to not be a spoiler guy. Dude, that ball could have killed Knoxville. Like some of the things they do in the name of entertainment crosses my line of like, I don't want permanent mutilation just because you're trying mm-hmm. to entertain people. And that was yeah. I don't know if that's me being a total square as a newcomer, but for me and my mm-hmm. husband, it was like, no, we're not, we're not well, game with this. It's part, yeah. it's part of it is like feeling the pain too. Like Knoxville suffered like actual serious brain damage from that bull hit. Right. Mm-hmm. He like got a really bad score on a cognitive test, and he's had to work his way back up. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah, and he broke a rib. He broke his broke wrist. Broke a rib. Broke a bone, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah he got Yeah, I forget. Wasn't it was there multiple like things. A- wasn't there like a stunt in that action point movie where his eyeball fucking came out or something? Yeah, I think oh, so. I never sure. saw Action Point I, because I didn't either. I've heard nobody it's not liked good. it. Even <laughs> Jackass people didn't like it, dude. Yeah, it's like those, like those it. movies are like it's it's funny, 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 and then Knoxville does something that's like, oh, we almost watched a guy die. Like, I'm not kidding. Even yeah. though I've seen him on the press tour, when Knoxville got hit by that bolt, I thought he might have actually died. And there has been like an impersonator this entire time. Ooh, this feels like a concentrated, like refined version of what the Farrelly brothers were trying to do. Like an infinitely more successful version of what the Farrelly brothers tried to make. Just because it's got a more experimental structure and they don't have to adhere to a narrative, they can like speed mm-hmm. run you through the feelings faster, which is, you know, mm-hmm. impressive and based on like structure and stuff. I have justified and seen so many fucked up things in fiction over the years. The kind of guy who's just like, oh yeah, Necromantic 2 has its place uh, in the landscape of cinema. So I think Jackass has its place as an outlet for people too. It makes people feel something and that's kind of hard to do. So I respect the movie for giving everybody who's been like desensitized by the internet a chance to go out to the cinema and see something crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. I mean, I've seen beheadings on the internet. Nothing phases me anymore. I saw yeah. beheadings when I was like 14, okay? Like, I nothing yeah. fucked me up ever except yeah. eyes eyes fuck me up i thought it was very funny and i feel bad for everyone who was a part of this production uh but moonfall <laughs> was like a 146 million dollar budget and they opened to 9 million and jackass cost 10 million and they opened to 20 yeah they doubled well, the their crazy budget thing is that jackass cost 10 million but part of that 10 million came 1 million went to the daily covid test alone so this is more like a 9 million movie you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah. What's especially crazy is that Moonfall is technically an indie movie. It's one of the most expensive independent films ever made. What? Roland Emmerich knows a bunch of Chinese billionaires, apparently. Oh, okay. It's one of those movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, Lionsgate they, yeah, only distributed. Of... They had nothing to do with the making of it. Well, it's because Hollywood won't, won't fund Roland anymore. So I, this is my new favorite Jackass movie. Because mm. the way it is, is that even the pre- in the previous Jackass movies, there would always be one or two stunts that just wouldn't work for me. I wouldn't laugh or like I just wouldn't feel anything, you know, mm-hmm. 
to me, the goal of Jackass movies is to make you laugh or to make you cringe. It's to get an extreme emotional response out of you. In general, I feel like that's the goal of cinema. And in that case, Jackass movies are some of the most cinematic movies ever made. <laughs> if you think about it like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's the thing that Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, Je- uh, Jeff Tremaine and Spike Jones, all those guys, the entire crew. Here's what they understand. It's not just a fundamental truth about filmmaking, but a fundamental truth about humanity. No matter how well crafted, no matter how intricate, no matter how well written your joke is, it's just not as funny as watching a dude get hit in the nuts. I'm sorry. That's always going to be funnier. Oh, you you made a very, you made like 95% on Rotten Tomatoes comedy. That's great. I just watched Steve-O get his dick stunned by bees and that was funnier. I'm sorry. Just fundamentally, physical humor is, is funniest. This is something like Really, you could trace the lineage of Jackass back to the back to the Marx Brothers if you really wanted to. There's a similar DNA yeah. there. I just uh, heard this uh, writer the other day, a screenwriter, talking about this. But he was saying how um, Hollywood right now is saying how they don't want dramedies anymore. They want something that's purely funny. And he was like, I realized a long time ago to quit chasing like because he's a comedy dramedy writer. He was like, I realized that I need to quit chasing the trends because in this day and age, like, I just saw a thing the other day of I forget his specific example, but it was an eight second TikTok that's similar to like someone stepping on a rake and it hits him in the face, something like that. And he's like, and it's an eight second video on a loop. And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) So it's like there's no way that screenwriters today, comedy writers can compete with the Internet. Like TikTok is just always every single day. There's a new batch of content that's so funny, so easily digestible. And I just thought that was an amazing point. And it's what you said kind of made me think of it. It's hard to write narrative comedy that would be funnier than anything they do on Jackass. Watching a guy get hit in the nuts. It's funny. It's always going to be funny. Yeah, always. And boy, does Danger Aaron get hit in the balls a lot. (laughs) He he was... He was the star well, of the movie, in my you opinion. You know what's crazy? Apparently, Knoxville was supposed to... This is one of the trivias. I'm just going to burn it down now. Knoxville mm-hmm. was supposed to do the new cup tests, but they filmed... They, that stunt was scheduled after the bowl one. Oh. So, so Aaron, Aaron stepped up. He volunteered. He stepped Dude. up. So. I was kind of wondering why Knoxville didn't do that much. He had two. The ball one was stunts. early. The ball yeah. one was early. That's why. That's bad planning. Yeah. Aaron has always been like the biggest trooper. Cause like Steve, mm-hmm. Steve the guy who always was known for doing the most fucked up stunts or the craziest stunts. Aaron always did the ones that nobody else wanted to do. Like they literally talk about this on Jackass 2.5. Jeff Tremaine says that whenever they have an idea for a stunt they go down the line of people and aaron's always the last one that they ask basically it gets down to aaron aaron's always the last guy <laughs> and this one gets down to aaron so he just mm-hmm. does the shit nobody else wanted to do and so mm-hmm. he always ends up doing something awful and uh we, we have to give some props to this man for being i mean the bear thing alone so you want to know something insane about the bear thing so in the movie that's like five minutes right right mm-hmm. Yeah. That bear was in that room for him for half an hour. Oh, oh my wow. They just cut it down to the best bits. Okay? He was in the room with the bear for 30 minutes. Holy shit, right? For me, I was either constantly laughing or going like, oh! You know, it was yeah. just nonstop, absolute would, blast of a theater experience. I'd be very interested to talk to the people behind that stunt, you know, and the producers and how it was all planned. Because I didn't understand, like, because the the whole point was like let it go, and I'm I'm not like critiquing them. I'm sure they had a plan in place, 
but I'd love to know it because from what I was watching it, I was like, is the plan that you leave him in there as long as you fucking can until you think, oh my God, the bear is totally about to attack because the guy on the other side of the door was like, I have to go in now. I have to go in now. It was the animal tamer that went in. That was the crazy thing. I'm sure, because here's the thing. I fully believe that the jackass sets are the most safest sets in Hollywood Mm -hmm. because they have to be or else. No, because here's why they have to be or else they get scrutinized way more. I guarantee you, aside from the stunt performers, every crew member is as safe as any ever. Sure, the crew members. Yeah, I I can believe that. But I was going to say, too, that like is the plan if this bear does attack Aaron? Like, what do you what what, I would I just want to know what the first what the first plan of action was, was is it to go in and like fucking tranquilize the bear? And like, you know, I was just wondering, like. What that would be like, you know just, what I mean? Just another like, Harambe situation. Dude, fuck yeah, that. Well, I thought about that, too. And I was yeah. like, I mean, just as a person who loves animals, I was kind of watching that. Like, what are they going to do to this bear if it does attack? Because if they did fucking hurt it, then that would be messed up. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to think about that. But now that you bring this up, what the fuck was their plan? Yeah. I just don't. That's why I'd be curious to know. Yeah. T- Tanner, I know you said you've seen beheading videos. I've seen bear attack photos. It's not pretty. They're everywhere. Oh my god, dude. No, 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 no medic is gonna fix a bear attack. Yeah. Is my point. I'll just I'll just stitch <laughs> you right back up, get some duct tape. Dude, Leo get some staples. Leo in the Revenant, as far as bear attacks go, he rolled a 20. Like that's that's the <laughs> safest anyone's been after a bear attack. Yeah. I've seen Grizzly yeah. Man, I understand these things. In conclusion, though, and I love what you guys are talking about with the credits and everything and how at the end with Ryan Dunn, I, I said this afterwards when I sent my review and all the bomb squad chats are setting. Yes, you suspected this. I did cry. It wasn't necessarily Ryan Dunn, though. It was just when they started playing the old clips and I see these old clips of these of this group of friends hanging out and having fun. And I see these same guys 20 years later and they're, they're doing the same shit and they still love each other. And I. They're friends. Yeah, friends forever. Is. Dave England is still shitting in a toilet in public. Yeah, like, yeah, Which also, oh. as far as favorite skits of all time, this is a very, very weak one, like in terms of craziness. But I love Dave England going in that hardware store and shitting in a toilet in a store. That's the funniest thing ever to me. Like, okay. just leaving a shit. Well- in a story <laughs> toilet that's so funny to me but real quick guys yeah. and i'm talking lightning fast i want lightning fast answers from you let's do it favorite member of the crew and favorite stunt in this movie lightning fast i don't want more than like a sentence explaining each austin go johnny knoxville in the vomitron hell yeah tim go steve-o b-dick um andy go steve-o b-dick <laughs> steve-o b-dick okay yeah. uh Johnny Knoxville, Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> the one where they turn the lights off and oh, they're yeah, trying yeah, to figure yeah, their yeah. way out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then yeah. they find a door and they yeah. fucking with all the fucking, and then there's the mouse traps and the thumbtacks. Yeah. Bands hanging from the ceilings, dude. That got me so bad. Unironically, next year, I'm going to be campaigning for Jackass Forever to be nominated in the sound category at the Oscars. Most of those sound effects are added in post. Almost yeah. all of them are. Yeah. And the sound design is impeccable. Unironically, the Jackass franchise and this movie especially has incredible sound design. Oh, also want to get want to give one quick honorable mention to Zackass, Zackass, yeah. the new member. Yeah, that dude goes of, so fucking hard yeah. on Instagram and shit. Like he's just crazy. So <laughs> there's him, him. and also shout out to Rachel, who I don't even think yeah. I saw yeah. her. Like she does not perceive pain. 
Yeah, Rachel's yeah, awesome. That. Jasper killed it. Like the whole oh poopies, poopies, fucking he's so funny. Poopies! That dude. Poopies. Uh, All the new people uh, were great. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. It was really a nice thing to see. Dark yeah. Star getting yeah. the dads rocking there. Yeah, dude. yeah. I forgot yeah. we had Jasper's father in this yeah. movie. Yeah, who is a father, and you know what? That is a dad, and this dad especially earns this. Dads rock. <laughs> okay, okay. Who's ready for some trivia? I am. Some fun stuff, some fun stuff. So we man Jason Acuna said that out of all four Jackass movies, this one hurt the most. <laughs> it, this was the one I got more pain in. A lot of this is just like, I. most of the trivia was just people getting fucked up. I had to like cut a lot out. Uh, number two, in a GQ interview, Johnny Knoxville said that this will be his final contribution, the Jackass. I'm not sure I believe that. I think he's probably done doing stunts, but I feel like he's going to host it, like kind of be the host of it as yeah. long as he can. Or if nothing else, you know, yeah. producer, executive yeah. producer. The guy has Hollywood knowledge at this point as well, in addition this is to performing. His baby. It's his baby, you know? Yeah. Uh, Steve-O says he got the worst concussion of his life filming this movie. Oh, my God. Well, they say they get worse as you get older, too. Yeah. Well, here's the funny thing. Steve-O performed a stunt that gave him an injury that required two plates and a bunch of screws in his left collarbone. The stunt that he got this injury in, it didn't even make the movie. 4.5. Oh it better fucking make 4.5. Yeah. yeah well, I want to see the Johnny Knoxville on a wheelchair lighting himself on fire on the top of the bus stop. That was in the trailer, but it wasn't in the movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, apparently That's the Bruce- craziest <laughs> sentence anyone's ever said. <laughs> Bruce Dern apparently wanted to make a guest appearance at Jackass Forever but they already wrapped filming by the time they got the request. Put yourself out there, folks. You never know what will happen. So this is the first Jackass movie in which Steve-O and Chris Pontius get producer credits. They Mm. both served as co-producers. That's awesome. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Get Um, in the business side of things, boys. There's no concussions. Make that money. All the new members got in because, for example, Dave and Wilson through this movie called Lawyer Squad and Jasper and Errol's First Time, which were both movies produced by Dick House. Eric mm-hmm. Monica got in the movie because he was in Action Point. Rachel Wolfson got into Jackass Forever after Knoxville found her doing stand-up on Instagram, which is yeah. very interesting. What in her stand-up routine made Johnny Knoxville say, yeah, this this lady would take a scorpion to the face? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, of course, Zach Holmes, a.k.a. Zachass, got in because he was uploading stunt videos to Instagram and YouTube. The one Jackass knockoff that actually got to be in Jackass, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, we stand it's so cool that the old guys, though, they see these kids who are, you know, you can look at it as they're inspired by their work or they're trying to basically do their own cheap ripoffs yeah, no, of their of course. work. But these dudes are so cool. They're like, we love it. You know Hell what I mean? Yeah. We love what you guys yeah. are doing. Come oh, be a part. Like, you're awesome. Yeah, that's just really cool that they're not some fucking jaded old guys. You know what I mean? They're like well, embracing I mean, I the hope, youth and I everything. I would hope that Chris Pontius, who just drank pig semen on camera for Dude. no reason, for <laughs> no reason, he just went. Unprompted. He didn't even like, go that hard. And then he's like, you know, it tastes better than the horse semen. Yeah, he's like, I prefer, I prefer the pig. <laughs> yeah. And uh, another fun fact. So there was one crew injury. Camera operator Rick Kasick broke his mm-hmm. right ankle while filming Jackass Forever in a scene with Tony Hawk. I don't know what scene that is because the one scene Tony Hawk is in in the final cut, that was on sticks. That's what I'm trying to figure out. 
Damn. But speaking of the cum and Tony Hawk and the cock and ball kaiju. <laughs> so Jeff Tremaine directed most of the movie. Someone else directed the opening sequence. Spike Jones. Spike Jones. Which technically makes it his first narrative directing work since her is the opening sequence of Jackass Forever. How the fuck has he not directed anything since her? He directed that Beastie Boys documentary, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah I, that's true. It, it honestly just sounds like he's like, just not interested in it right now. That's definitely what it is, because you don't just direct her and your phone doesn't ring. You, right. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure his phone rang that. off the hook. Well, he did like an Apple commercial. It's not like he's doing a lot of producing right now. I'm sure yeah. he'll return eventually. I think, yeah, he's just doing whatever he wants. He right wants to, I mean, honestly, if this is what Spike Jones wants to yeah. do for the rest of his life, I get yeah. it. It's like the Viva La Bam thing. <laughs> Whatever I want. What does he say? Whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> no. No. Andy does not curse. This isn't trivia, but can we a shout out Jackass for being like very queer content in the 2000s? Yeah. There's a famous interview where, uh, where Johnny Knoxville and Steve are being interviewed and the interview is like, so, has uh, anyone ever pointed out to your show's a little gay? And Knoxville's like, I'm offended you say a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's I'm, going we, around we, Twitter well, our right now. Our cocks are out. We're hitting each other with our cocks, and you say a little gay? Yeah, and I love, too, that the interviewer admits, he's like, I had all these questions lined up to try to, like, bait you into admitting that you guys are a little gay. And they're like, we're fucking very gay, dude. <laughs> it is cool oh. that, like, when they explain it, they're like, we always thought of it as we're just trolling the kind of, Yeah, it's funny you know, to fuck up with the homophobes. And I'm like, MTV yeah. generation, you know, because, yeah, even, again, I'm 33, but even, like, 10 years over me, like, you know, it's just completely different. And, like, you're, I guess it's not a full generation, but just one step under like the amount of acceptance with like the queer community compared to my generation that's a I'm huge just putting step it, my and sister then, is 10 years younger than me it's even more with my sister and yeah. she's in eighth grade right now it's getting bigger and better yeah, so basically I, I, I would like to thank johnny knoxville for legalizing gay marriage yeah man you did it man you did it by yourself. Supreme Court Justice. Okay. Let's get into our final thoughts. Austin, go ahead and hit me. When the guy in Blade Runner says, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe, it would be fitting if they just played this movie after that line. <laughs> There's a letterbox review where someone says, I was a PA on this movie. I have seen and smelled things I cannot comprehend. <laughs> That's hilarious. Tim, final thoughts. Go. I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, a, a special crew member on the Jackass crew, uh, Mr. Lance Bangs. Every movie he is documentary on, on every movie. There is always at least one stunt where you they cut to him like gagging or puking. <laughs> and then in this movie, that poor man is wearing a face mask. And every mm. time I saw, it, I was just like, "Oh no! Oh no!" Makes it worse. Don't throw up. Makes it worse. That that mm. that poor man. Uh, that, them in again a huge trooper and uh we, we just gotta a give him a shout out um yeah movie a lot of fun uh nice send off and good time if you are not in a theater with complete fucking assholes those maniacs andy final thoughts go um yeah we'll always love the jackass crew um big part of my childhood big part of what made me realize what i think is funny i love these dudes love the movie and I really hope they make something new in the future. 
Johnny Knoxville and co get it. Nothing's funnier than watching dudes get hit in the nuts. If you're a fan of the Jackass franchise, I unironically think it's my favorite one. Maybe it's because it's the first one I saw in theaters, but I really do think that they just went above and beyond. It's crazy to think this was cheaper than three because it feels bigger than three. It's also just generally weird to see Jackass stunts filmed in 1080p. Yeah. Like even the shitty GoPro cameras they have in this movie are 10 times better than whatever the hell they shot the first movie with. It's a great time. Go check it out. You won't regret it. You know what else I don't regret? I don't regret knowing you! Andy Compton! Plug some shit. So yeah, uh, this is Andy Compton talking. I have a podcast called the Social Screenwriters Podcast, where I interview fellow screenwriters whom I've met on the internet, mostly from Twitter, and we talk about who they are, their brand, their writing. Uh, We talk about the industry and the craft itself of screenwriting, and it's a good old time. And uh, I have a short film coming out soon called Ethan and Edna that I shot last year that Tim worked on. I did. Good uh, shit. Yeah, thank you. I think that's it for me. Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Compton underscore. I listen to it. It's pretty good. Uh, Andy, oh, when are you going to invite me? Someone who's not that in- prominent in the screenwriting industry. Uh, <laughs> Call me when you get to the rock bottom and you need someone like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds um, good. <laughs> but you know who hasn't hit rock bottom? You, the audience. Yeah, that's right, baby. Thank you oh so very much for watching slash listening to this podcast. If you are listening on any of the audio platforms we're on, thank you oh so very much for listening. Please go down below, leave a review. It helps boost us in the algorithm, gets us clicks. If you're watching on Spotify video, what's up, baby? You ever seen that one part in The Godfather where Michael Corleone... And if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you oh so very much for watching. Go down to the comment section below and let me know. What do you think of the Jackass franchise in general? What's your history with it? What did you think of Jackass Forever? Uh, Is Andy a cool guy? The answer is yes. If you say anything else, I'll ban you. And finally, uh, did your balls hurt too when I hit myself like that? Because I'm not going to lie, guys, they still sing a little right now. (laughs) I fucking nailed the left nut with that one. And while you're down there, go ahead and hit the like button so we know how much you like us. Hit the subscribe button so we know how much you love us. And hit the bell icon so I can come into your room and hit you in the balls with a hammer. Thank you all so very much for watching. Tune in next week when we uh, have a special Austin Zwiebelman hosted podcast. What are we talking about, Austin? We are talking about the new Paul Thomas Anderson film, Licorice Pizza, with hopefully a special guest. Yes, we're going to have a special guest, which you'll find out who that is. Thank you all again so very much for watching, guys, and we'll see you next time. And remember, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Ryan Dunn forever. Ryan Dunn Mm. forever. Ryan Dunn forever. Batman forever.